This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. Learn more about the celebration of modern agriculture March 21st and 22nd on the National Mall in Washington, D.C. at agday.org. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Elaine Trevino has withdrawn her nomination to be the chief ag negotiator at the office of the U.S. Trade Representative after a delay in her confirmation process led her to believe there was no timely path forward to gain confirmation. Her withdrawal means the Biden administration has no nominees for either the chief ag negotiator or the trade undersecretary position at the Department of Agriculture. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack was asked about the issue in getting a trade undersecretary nominee picked at last week's Commodity Classic and said the process has high barriers to clear. I'll be very honest about this. We have worked and struggled to get people that we have proposed through the ethical barriers that now exist, I think in response to activities of previous administrations, we have a very high threshold now and we're requiring folks to do things that they're just not willing to do to serve. So we've had two individuals who were willing to serve but who were asked to make incredibly, incredibly large financial sacrifices that they weren't willing to do. Trevino is now set to join the Biden administration in a different role, which she said in her withdrawal letter to the White House will include supply chain issues impacting agriculture. Bill Thompson has more in his story on agripulse.com. Conservation policy was the focus of the House Ag Committee today. Agripulse's Hannah Pegel has more. Industry leaders say providing additional assistance to local conservation offices will help farmers address climate change on their operations. Chuck Connor is the president and CEO of the National Council of Farmer Cooperatives. He spoke on behalf of the Food and Agriculture Climate Alliance at a House Ag hearing today and recommended increasing funding to the NRCS in the next Farm Bill. First, we believe that USDA's Natural Resources Conservation Service must be bolstered to effectively meet and address climate. FACA recommends a 10 to 20% increase in funding for NRCS programs to be dedicated for new and existing greenhouse gas reductions, adaptation, and soil health efforts. We also support setting aside 1% of total mandatory funding for the new bait from the new baseline for technical assistance to ensure producers receive critical on-the-ground support. Steve Davies has more highlights of the hearing in his story on agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Pegel. Finally today, some on Capitol Hill are looking for updates to a critical water policy. AgriPulse's Amy Mayer has more. A federal program that gives states money to upgrade aging water systems evaluates applications using a 25-year-old formula. That's one concern that emerged Wednesday in a hearing before the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee. The EPA's Clean Water State Revolving Fund is the primary source of federal support for stormwater, wastewater, and groundwater projects. In addition to updating the allocation formula, senators and witnesses discussed clarifying how EPA defines need, given major differences between growing urban populations and small rural areas. The devil's in the details. That's committee ranking member Shelley Moore Capito of West Virginia. Because there has to be a good definition of what is need. Is a need... You don't have enough capacity for a growing population. Or, in rural areas, is the absence of any wastewater system a paramount need, even if the population's small? What if residents are Alaska Native or Native American, raising an environmental justice question? Jonathan Ramsour is an environmental policy specialist at the Congressional Research Service. He says in addition to defining needs more clearly, EPA could revise the formula and make it more transparent. House and Senate bills in 1987 created the program, but there's no record of precisely what's in the formula. 
both of those bills included factors of population and needs and, and other things. So um, it's likely that the formula included those, but we don't know explicitly what was included. Amy Mayer, AgriPulse. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. Join AEM and over two dozen agriculture and commodity groups and equipment manufacturers for a celebration of modern agriculture on the National Mall in Washington, D.C. on March 21st and 22nd. Celebrate Ag Day by learning about the latest in agriculture technology and how we are helping farmers produce more with less. Visit agday.org for more information. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.